We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. And welcome to the official Light Years After Show. Andy Lou, you know, this season has not been about wins. It's just been about positive vibes. But tonight, we got both positive vibes and a win. How you feeling? I feel good. It, 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 throughout the entire game, all I could think about was how easy the Warriors were scoring. Like, that was the main thing. It, it did not feel like at any moment in the game that the Warriors were struggling to score, right? There have been games this season, Sam, that I feel like the Warriors have scored a lot of points, but it felt like it was difficult to get those points. Amount of passing, screens, cuts, whatever it was. Did it not feel like to you that just it just came easy? <laughs> I wonder why. Absolutely. I mean, part of that is the Bulls are not particularly good defensively. That is true. Uh, I was laughing pretty hard because I was excited to, to see Levine because he's just been on a tear all year and naturally just horrendous tonight no you called it you called it yeah but all right let's 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 get it going here so the first thing we got to talk about is Steph Curry coming back clearly still hurt I don't know about you but once I start saw him wincing after um after he started falling it just gave me shades of like so many other times you watch him play and anytime he goes in the air you're holding your breath but he toughed it out and he kind of figured out how to adjust. And I mean, he got whatever he wanted. He could have scored 50 tonight if he wanted to. He just, what did he end with? Casual 35, 32, yeah. something like that. I mean, he played like one minute in the fourth quarter just to, just to make sure the win was secured. Yeah. Um, just special stuff. I, I don't, 
think the tailbone, it hurts, but I don't think it's stopping him from moving uh, the right way. Like, it's not hindering him. It's not like he sprained his ankle or sprained his knee, God forbid, right, or anything like that. It, it didn't feel like he was he was hindered. It's, he looked like same old stuff. It was just whenever he landed, uh, the dude could barely get up. Um, and he landed like six, seven times tonight, so it was scary. But, uh, yeah, just the same. He had one of those, I think, KD games, is what I call him. After an injury, he just looks exactly the same as he was before. So kind of no rust, none of that stuff. So, yeah, it was special stuff from Steph tonight. And uh, it was one of those games where I felt like he said, you know what, I'm just going to go get my shot. Y'all can figure this stuff out later. And uh, that's usually what's best for this team. Yeah, they needed the win. Steph decided to come out aggressive, kind of put pressure on the defense with his, you know, with his scoring ability. And then from there, everything flowed. I feel like we talked about this before we got on here, but – the most noticeable difference tonight was there were a lot of on-ball screens to start the game. Go figure. That worked. Yeah, that was uh, that was the funniest part. I was texting you before the game. You know, we were just, ah, do you think they're going to do this? Do you think Because, you know, they say a lot of stuff. We recorded the Light Years Premium podcast, and you can sign up on either of our pages uh, when you find the link. We're, we're, we're wondering because Steph was saying how they would run more pick and roll with James Wiseman. And, you know, they talk a lot. At least Steve has this season. And they don't end up doing it. But literally, the first 10 possessions, I, I want to say it was like eight pick and rolls. And that's what I mean when it was easy buckets. It was just, it was nonstop. Again, Bulls trash at defense, but how are you guarding a Steph Curry pick and roll? You can't. No, no you have can to, guard it. You have to send a second man at minimum. And then once you send the second man, it's a four on three. And unless you're an elite defense, that's usually right. just a easy win for an offense and the bulls are not an elite defense dare i say like 25 teams in the league are on elite defense you know yeah. like there's, only, there's only a handful of teams who know what to do with that so that's sh- that should be kind of game plan number one they did it tonight um but you know what made me most excited about it like obviously steph we're just not going to see another one like him whenever he retires right but you know we're ways away from that but to me the biggest beneficiary tonight james wiseman Mm. best game he's played since he came back from that wrist injury, in my opinion. Um, you know, he, he was dominant in that fourth quarter in garbage time against the Clippers, but what does that really mean? Right. Um, this time started getting him going on those pick and rolls, got some easy buckets. And I feel like that's all it took for him. He got out of his own head. Like it, it just took a little bit for him just to see like, yeah, Hey, I can okay. play at this level. Next thing you know, he has six points in the first quarter, Moods a little better, eight points, something like that. And then you start seeing him make a difference on defense because of it, because he's yes. a little, he had four blocks tonight. And I feel like his defense got better as the game went along. Was it perfect? No, he looked like a rookie. He still made some yeah. rookie mistakes, but like just night and day from what we've been seeing recently. Yes. Like that's, that's, I almost, I almost want to tweet it, but it just, it, it's true, right? It feels like, look, the guy's going to be able to play big league defense and offense. He can't do it consistently right now. And part of that also is because it just seems like he's having such a tough time out there mentally. So tonight, after he got a few easy buckets, it got a lot easier. And it wasn't like he was playing scrubs, right? He had to go out there and there were going to be times where he's on an island. And Levine, yeah, like he would be switched out on Levine and he would have to guard Vooch. And Vooch is is good, legitimately good. And uh, he actually shot a few buckets on Weissman. Um but I think that's part of it. Like, the dude needs that confidence uh, to be out there to play, uh, especially, I think, especially defensively. Because 
it, it's like it's like every player in the history of basketball. Nobody wants nobody's out there begging to play defense. Like no one, unless you're Draymond, I guess, right? Like Rudy no Gobert. one's out there. Yeah, Rudy, <laughs> Rudy Gobert. But like nobody's going out and playing basketball and thinking, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw three charges and three blocks tonight. Like like what? Sixteen deflections is my goal this game. Like there's nobody that's going out there doing that. So why Aaron is Raft? <laughs> Nico Mannion, nah. Uh, but like every like every he's like every other guy. So it was good to see some easy buckets and and that got the rest of the 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 flow going for him. And it's not like a secret. Like you hear the beat writers, you hear everyone talk about how he feels so much pressure on his shoulders because he's playing with Steph Curry, because he's on a team that wants to make the playoffs as opposed to like Anthony Edwards, who's on a team who, you know, they're building for like two years down the road. Right. And it it just, it always seemed like criminal to me that like it wasn't uh, a point of emphasis to just get him going early so he would just relax. Like, yeah. literally, this this kid, if he's just relaxed, can make an impact. That's without him even knowing what to do as a 19-year-old at this point. Like, just <laughs> purely based off of athleticism and kind of the raw skill that he has at this point, he should be able to make an impact if he's just calming down a little bit. And that's what we saw tonight, and that was what was the most exciting to me. Yeah. That was uh, that was a fun one, and it wasn't even like he, he like he didn't even have a coast to coast. Like here's the difference between this game and, and some of the other ones earlier this season. He didn't have a big flash play, right? He didn't hit any threes. He didn't shoot any threes that I saw. He didn't like block go coast to coast. He didn't have like some spin move like dunk, right? Like there was nothing that was yeah, oh, shit. Play, yeah, yeah, like oh my god. But it was the kind of the little stuff. It was the easy plays, the little stuff that you're just like, yeah, that's the stuff that makes you a above average NBA player. Um, and that's, that's the type of, that's good development. That's good development. And, uh, I, I, I did, uh, I don't know, Sam, if it was a hot mic that, or maybe it was just one of those games, but, uh, one of those games that Wiseman's just yelling on, but the dude was like swearing and yelling, but it didn't feel like it was the bad kind. Like he kind of hated his life like the last month or so. No, he was um, like hyped up that things yeah. are going well. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool to see. And actually, I like your point about Vucevic scoring on him. That was big for me too. Like you're 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 not going to shut down a guy like Vucevic. Um, he's going to get his points. Uh, but just to see Wiseman like not be upset when he gets someone when someone scores on him, huge, right? Like it, it's it's the culmination of those little things. It's like okay, so Vucevic had a tough shot on you. All right, next possession up. You know that they're going to score 100 points. That's how basketball works. You can't like live and die by every singular possession. Like that's always been, in my opinion, Draymond's best attribute. Draymond can like act like the world is ending, and then on the next possession, it's like nothing happened. Right? Like he he does not get shook. He, he does not carry possessions over to the next possession. And that's like that's the first thing you want to see from Wiseman. Just like play a little freer. Play a little freer. You're going to make mistakes. Go with it. Yeah, the the mental uh, capabilities of all of these players are funny. You got Wiseman, who's kind of too hard on himself. You got Andrew Wiggins, who, you know, just kind of sometimes doesn't seem like he likes basketball. And then you got Kelly Oubre, who's playing 200%, but probably isn't all the way there <laughs> IQ-wise. So it is it is a funny, uh, it is a funny uh, quartet that you've got with those four starters. And then you've got Steph, who's kind of had a, you know, with the way that he plays tonight, kind of puts them all together and says, well, there's enough talent here. Um, and if and he and if he's he's as good as he is offensively tonight, which he usually is, then you've got a team that can win some basketball games, right? So uh, <laughs> it is it is funny how much I think Steph has on his plate on his uh, proverbial tailbone or back. Um, so it was, it, was, it was a fun game. 
I feel like we got to talk about Wiggins real quick, and then maybe we can open this to questions. Yeah. Um, Wiggins has been on tear since the All-Star break. And tonight might have been his best game because uh, he was passing it pretty well, too. He finished with five assists. Uh, assists aren't always the best measure of passing, but like it, it just seemed like everything was a lot easier for him. He was getting into the lane when he wanted to. Obviously, he's been really hot from three for the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, that'll come and go. But like for me, it's more seeing the decision making and some of the other things that really lets me know how dialed in he is and uh, potentially how good he could be if you add a little more talent to this Warrior team next to, you know, Clay Thompson, maybe a couple of free agent signings and Wiggins doesn't have to be your number two option every night. Uh he's really showing signs that he can be an impactful winning player. I will be fascinated to see how, what he ends up shooting from three at the end of the season. Cause at the beginning, 40%, we thought it was a fluke. Then it fell to, I think 36. Now it's back up to probably 40. And now actually um, I am fascinated, Sam, because if he's shooting 38% on the season from three, that's not really fluky. That's a whole season. Um, and that's because of, you know, Steph and Draymond with the IQ. And then, like you said, putting Clay next to him. But did you feel like he got to the rim a lot easier today because of the pick and rolls? I hate going back to this repeatedly, but I am. I actually do love it. I think it's the pick and rolls that just made his life a lot easier. He had a lot of them with Wiseman, interestingly enough, that he ran and uh, got Wiseman a lob once, uh, got it to him again. Um, actually got it to him twice. And then another time he turned it over, loose pass. But I think that just makes it easier because he's not a guy that can get his own shot. He's not Kawhi. He's not Paul George, right? Like those guys can get yeah, to handle themselves. Yeah. Handles, as you like to always say, is handles not where it needs to be. But, you know, you give him a little space, he can do some things. By yeah. the way, to your point, after tonight, he's 39.7% from three on the season. <sighs> so, and he's right there. Honestly, if he's if he can sit at 37%, I'm thrilled, you know? So anything above that, it's just, you know, it's gravy. But uh, he is playing pretty well. The defense has been consistent all year. That's one thing I will say for him. Uh, even though his offense can kind of whack to the lane, the defensive effort has been pretty good all year. And you can say it was there tonight, too. Yeah, your boy was shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did a good job on Levine. You know, he did, he did a good job. I think with Wiggins, it never feels like if somebody's going to score on him, it's like the opposite of Wiseman, right? Somebody scores on him, he has literally no motion. And then on the flip side, you know, sometimes he's two for two for eight on the offensive end, and then you know he doesn't have any motion. It's it. I always find it fascinating. I forget who who put this, who brought this up during the game, but uh, why the hell does Elliot Ubre have thirteen shot attempts at halftime and Wiggins has like six? Right, like that's. That's just kind of the way that their mentality is. It's it's just who they are. One of them's playing for a contract. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one's getting paid ninety million this season and the next two, so it all works out. Yeah. Um, before we get to questions, so the Warriors got the Heat on Thursday, the Tampa Bay Raptors on Friday, and the Atlanta Hawks on Sunday. Assuming Steph plays all three games, there's a pretty good chance they can get themselves above five hundred again. Yeah, so they're one. Well, I'd say maybe add five hundred after those three, right? I think you you maybe pencil one of those as a loss, especially on the road. Like probably Miami, but Atlanta, Atlanta, and uh, Atlanta and Toronto tanking Toronto. Uh, those should be wins. Um, 
if this team is kind of playing how they did tonight, they didn't shoot hot from three. And that's, I don't know how sustainable that is, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think they've got an easy rest of the season schedule, man. Yeah. They should be able to play themselves back into, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get out of the play in range seven to 10, but they should be able to stick there and um, we'll see where they go from there. As long as Steph stays healthy, I feel very confident it's a playoff team. It's literally that simple. You've heard us talking about it before, and we're back again to talk to you about hosting your own podcast here at Blue Wire. And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. I don't know how many times Sam and I get um, people DMing us about how to start a podcast. So if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with the Blue Wire's top pod. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Casters, access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me or Sam or us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to 
getroman.com slash light years and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Should we open this up to some comments? Yeah, let's get some goons on. All right, let's see what people have to say here. Yo, what up? What up boys? Hey, what's up, man? What's, yeah, what's going on? Us? Yo, so it's a brief question, right? So I'm, I'm, I run Miami because, oh, no. what do you think happens? Like, let's say, because we play really well where we execute and everything goes down, right? But then, like, right the next game, like, all of the game plan just kind of goes away. Like, it just kind of shambles, and we kind of go back in that all lives motion offense. <laughs> I, I did have a uh, – it looks like there's some like audio issues there. Thing? But, but I think the people kind of – Right? We're going to – yeah, okay. we, we'll get you back on stage. But we'll, let's take this – yeah, let's take this – let's take this question while he's off stage. So he's saying, are, are the Warriors going to stick with this offense? Or are the Warriors going to go back to trying to pass it side to side and tiki-taka their way through everything? Andy, your thoughts? Fair point. Uh, we saw that against, I mean, Steph came out against Portland and then kind of took it on himself. I think, I think this is kind of the question. This is why we did place some blame, or at least I did, on Steph uh, early this season. Because it, it's up to you, right? If Steph goes out there and just runs to, wants to run pick and roll and says, all right, uh, you know, whoever X and X made fun of me, and so I'm going to drop 60 on Portland, right? Steve is not going to say a word. Uh, tonight, if because of this losing streak, Steph goes out there and says, I'm going to chuck shots, and I'm going to run pick and roll and get Wiseman involved, Steve is not going to say a word. So, you know, as much as I'd like to blame Steve, I think some of this is, look, if Steph wants to play this way and he sees that it's successful, then he should keep doing this for the rest of the season. Um, let me ask you this. Why do you think Steph doesn't just consistently go, you know, full LeBron or Harden and be like, all right, you two in the corners, you two on the wings, pick and roll, or we're going to run this ad nauseum until it doesn't work? Well, the thing we hear is that Steph is probably the most patient player in the league, right? Like by far. He, he's not James Harden. He's not Chris Paul, LeBron, KD, like any of these guys. He's willing to kind of hear out what other people want to say and, and kind of say, you know, like, like I understand what you're trying to do. I'm with it, right? He's willing to be coached. And he also likes the way that Steve coaches. Like, it's right. not like he hates it. So I think, I think maybe after, I think it's a combination of a few things, right? It's, it's been like, it's been like 50 games and it's a losing streak. He's been hurt. I think it's a lot of those things. The so pa- I the think patience is running thin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think they're going to go back to running what they ran before? I, I, tru- I truly don't know. I can't answer it. Yeah, I mean, Miami is going to be a great test because Miami is a very veteran, strong defensive team. So it's one thing to just run a pick and roll and get whatever you want against the Chicago Bulls. It's another against a team with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Andre Iguodala. Is, is Andre even playing these days? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, Trevor Ariza, who they just picked up. I mean, God, they just really loaded up on all the dudes. Um, it's another thing to do that on on guys like that who are little – a little savvier. They're not going to mess up their rotations. Uh, they know exactly what the Warriors are going to do. So it'll be interesting against Miami, right? Yeah. Last time they played him, Spoil was, uh, remember what he did? He was uh, kind of just let Steph torch him, uh, just kind of in ISOs and pick and roll. So we'll see what, we'll see what Spoil uh, does this time. But 
I think they'll they'll probably run a box in one or something, right? Like a triangle in one against Steph this time. They'll they'll probably make him give the ball up. So see what happens. Who's getting the South Beach flu? <laughs> Wiseman nineteen. Uh, it's almost his birthday. You know, uh, throw Wiseman on the. It's got to be Ubre. Come on now. It's got to be great Draymond or Ubre easily. Michael Mulder. <laughs> Hi, J- Janelle. What's up? What's up, y'all? Um, there we go. Like you guys already answered my question, but I'm really thinking about, uh, you know, what's coming with Toronto. You know, they're going to run uh, boxing one. And I'm wondering uh, how, how how would they, the Warriors approach it offensively, you know, Considering about you know what they've done tonight, would they mix it up some? How y'all feeling? So like traditionally, the Warriors like to get Steph off ball if they go boxing one and kind of try to get a bunch of misdirection to get him open. Uh, but I don't know if Andy has a better idea than me. But like the, the real question is like this isn't the 2019 Warriors. It's not like uh, Iguodala, Livingston, like a bunch of high IQ passers. Like you go boxing one and get the ball out of Steph's hand. Uh, Kelly Oubre is going to shoot the ball every time. So it, it, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like the answer, honestly, is probably just let Steph ISO. If they're going to just put him, if they're just going to put, uh, let's say, like Van Vliet on him and go box and one, just let Steph cook him. Just let Steph force force it, honestly. Like, let him do his James Harden impression. And if they send a second man, then he can throw it instead of trying to overcomplicate it. Because I don't think Wiggins, Ubre, and those guys are going to be able to make the extra reads to do some of the, like, more complicated stuff that we, you know, we're used to the Warriors doing over the years. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, just keeping it for everybody else. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Joe. We appreciate you coming on. Keep moving. Friend of the show. All right, let's see if All we right. can uh, let's see if we can get a good one. All right, Dude, yeah, can you get you? Audio. Oh, here. Oh. Finally, oh. what's up, yeah? How's it going, man? I've been chilling, man. Uh, I just wanted to talk about how um, you know, he stopped using James Wiseman, like you know, posting up like he was Andrew Bogut or something, and he just played way better when he kept it simple and he was just running pick and rolls with him the whole game, you know. Yeah, definitely. Andy. I'm just, just joy. Halftime, halftime interview was probably the, my favorite moment of this game. I went full hipster there, Sam, for you. But, uh, just, <laughs> he just, he was just smiling, making jokes. You know, I, I think that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the point of the rest of the season right now. Like, no, nobody in this room thinks that the Warriors are, are, are going to get a six seed, five seed, four seed, win a championship here. So make the best of it and get James Wiseman to become a good basketball player. Um, and so you can have a good next season. Mench is calling him Joyous Jim now. <laughs> Ooh, I like Joyous Jim. I right, uh, yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Call it again. Jo- Joyous Jim. I like Joyous Jim. Damn, I might steal that. Yeah, but then I'm sure we're going to get Sheet to do that for us. Uh, Ricky, <laughs> what's up, man? What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah you're good. All right, so I remember, you know, a couple nights ago, Steve said that he thought this team could go on a run after the deadline. You know, I thought he meant, you know, 20 games after the deadline since that's his magic benchmark number. 
So could tonight be the start of a, you know, we believe-esque type of season-ending run to sneak into the playoffs without the play-in game? Ooh, I like it. I'm going to pull up the standings. Andy, you give your thoughts while I, while I pull up the numbers. Yeah, somehow I had it up. The Warriors are five and a half games behind the, the Portland Trailblazers right now. The Blazers are 28 and 18. Actually, the Nuggets are 28 and 18. Hilariously enough, the, the Lakers are at fourth. They'll probably slide a little bit. So um, five games out with 47, 50, 25, about 25 games to go. <sighs> Tough tough now if they didn't blow like four games this season already like you can probably say the warriors lost four games this season that they shouldn't have i would say they had a chance you know they'd be 27 and 20 but um i think there is a chance here though that the warriors can still advance if you're talking about a we believe type of season i still think there's a chance that they can win a first round series like i don't think that's crazy right because i'm looking at the standings right now i'm seeing utah and i'm seeing phoenix as the one and two seed um those don't scream all right, they're going to beat the Warriors in five games to me. They, they might. They, maybe they will. But that, those are teams that I think the Warriors can beat um, in a first-round series. All right, gun to your head, Andy. Um, if you had to pick, which of those two would you find uh, a more favorable matchup? By the way, thank you, Ricky. Uh, who do you think would be easier for the Warriors to beat? Who do you think the Warriors have a better chance of upsetting, Utah or Phoenix? Probably Utah which is kind of nasty to say for me. Uh, but I, I think Chris Paul is better, at least at least in the post. I know the joke is Chris Paul in the postseason, but he is objectively good. And uh, to me, it feels like you force pretty really high with Chris Paul. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they're just, I just think they, they're better. But with Utah, you know, they've got, they've got great three-point shooting, but are they real three-point shooters? We don't know. Rudy Gobert in the postseason defensively. Is he that good if he has to guard Steph Curry? Like, I think Utah's probably that, that team. What do you think? I like it because Steph can frustrate their biggest strength, which is like funneling guys to Rudy Gobert. Whereas you know how Phoenix series is going to go. Chris Paul is going to be just, you know, punching him in the tailbone. Jesus Christ. Just trying to injure it. Like it's, it's, uh, (laughs) I also think uh, Phoenix's offense might be better set up for the playoffs just because I don't think. Chris Paul or Devin Booker are doing anything different in the playoffs than they do in the uh, regular season. They're point. taking the same difficult shots. Whereas Utah is so precision based. I don't know what their counter moves are. They don't even have to go to them at this point. They're an excellent team. I like them. I don't want to say they're easier, um, but it just feels like that's probably. I could just see them getting a little tighter if it's a 2 2 series. Whereas Phoenix. I don't know if they'll get us tight. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like th- th- I think it's uh, we got to see it, right? We got to see it with Utah before anything happens. They, they remind me of the Atlanta Hawks, but a better version of those Atlanta Hawks teams right. that were great regular season teams um, and, and just kind of failed in the postseason. <laughs> Ironically enough, they may have to get to get through LeBron again and, and AD to, to get to the, the Western Conference or the, the NBA final. So we'll see. By the way, uh, shouts to Feltbot tonight, who's been hilarious on Twitter. He noted, Sam, not one pick and roll question from Kerr, for Kerr in the postgame. Very interesting. Ooh. Yeah, very interesting. That is a great point from our guy Feltbot, who who knows exactly what he wants to say when he says it. Um, <laughs> all right, we, we, got a new, we got a new listener up here, Drub. What's up, man? 
Hey guys, uh, I have a question about JTA, and I know it's uh, Latino Heritage Day tonight, but uh, I just want to know. We know he's a great basketball player. When is when and where is he going to get minutes to be able to contribute to like, you know, maybe a we believe esque run for this Warriors team? That is a great question. Um, Drum, take off stage. So here's how I see the rotation. Let's let's start here, Andy. Okay, so Steph, Ubre, Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman start, right? Hmm? Poole should be the backup point guard. Looney obviously is your first big who's mixing in there. That's seven players. Is there not minutes on the wings for Bazemore, JTA, and Damian Lee? And you just kind of mix and match those three guys with the starters, depending on who's rolling. Maybe you want a little more defense, you go a little JTA. You need a little more shooting, you put Damian Lee in there. And you just kind of make it like they're all going to play, but like depending on the matchup. Okay, so Chicago is not a great defensive team. Uh, maybe you just want the shooter. Maybe you want Damian Lee in there a little more tonight. But maybe against Miami, you know, maybe it's more of a JTA type of game. Um, that's just the way I see it. Like this team doesn't have two-way wings. They have a lot of guys who are, you know, offense or defense do certain things. So you just kind of play it that way. And I think JTA should be in the rotation. Maybe some nights he's playing only eight to 10 minutes, but other nights he's playing 25 minutes, depending on the matchup. I 100% agree with you. Um, and tonight I almost kind of said, okay, like, look, it's maybe is not his game, although I just disagree with that. Right. Um, I'm, I'm more disgusted by the fact that Nico Mannion is playing basketball. Um, Nico Mannion, despite being a, a quote unquote real point guard, has nowhere near the vision and feel for the game that Toscano Anderson has. Right. So that, that, that in itself makes no sense. Um, so that's bullshit. I think your point about the guys that, you know, kind of match up based whether they put them in, I think that's fair. Like Steve Kerr is going to want to play 36 guys in a game anyway. Um, but like, if he has to cut him down, like baseball had a great game today offensively. So like, okay, I'm okay with that. Right. You play him as many as you want. Damien Lee. I think you always should give him run because he spaces the floor. Um, and I think JTA should get that run too. Like he should get a shot at that. It feels like he only plays when in place of emergency, when in case of emergency, doesn't it? Like, Oh, Draymond's out, right? Like we don't have any other big Wiseman's out or hurt or whatever. Like, all right, we're going to have to play JTA like 36 minutes. And it's like, like, is, should that be the case? It, it feels like Kerr is thinking, well, we're only going to play him when Draymond's out because we can't have multiple Draymond's out there or something like that or, or when there's a big out. Like, I don't think that should be the case. As far as I'm concerned, Nico Mannion does not provide any more of a handle or shooting or anything, driving ability that JTA cannot. So, and I think JTA, I would probably maybe even insert him in the rotation above Bazemore um, because Bazemore is so hit and miss on on offense. So, I'm with you, though. I'm okay if he plays the matchup based on, on the bench side, but he definitely should be playing. It's a little odd. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be Steph. Steph and Poole at the point guard spot, Wiseman and Looney at the five spot, and then just everyone else is a wing. Everyone else is like you mix and match. Like, obviously, Draymond is always going to be in the mix because he's your second-best player. But everyone else, it should just be – just just funnel them through there. Play, play You know, try out different combinations. Go a little – JTA, Ubre, Lee, go a little Wiggins, Bazemore, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's, a, it's You might as well just play them through. Cause like the one thing this team does have, it may not have superstar wings, doesn't have like Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant, but it does have a lot of wings who can at least play a little bit.
So you might as well use that to your advantage and keep the energy level high. And, um, you know, we've seen Wiggins tire out and then just settle for crappy yeah. shots. Like, yeah. If you can play him like three less minutes a game, you might get more out of him, right? That's that's such a great point. I, I had forgotten about that with the before the All Star break. Andrew Wiggins was exhausted, and and I do remember kind of saying like, "Does the guy even want to play basketball?" And that's part of it, right? He's playing a lot. He's playing a lot, and he's playing a lot defensively. Like everybody can do what James Harden does. Every superstar in the NBA does that. Just uh, fucking go. Oh, oh, here we go. We got a new guy. All right, here what's we go. up, Jamil? What's up? Was this Wiseman's best game? <laughs> I think it's definitely. I think it's definitely his best game. Since uh, since since the uh, since the wrist injury for sure, do we think it's his best game on the season though? That's a good question. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, he, um, Vucevic was too hard to handle, but I think he held his own. It and was yeah. uh, it, it it was. Oh, go ahead, Jamil. No, no, it's a talk, talk. Um, I think one of those things were. It was his best game if you want to project him out to be a very good basketball NBA player, right? Like, there was nothing in this game where to me, oh, this guy's going to be AD or this guy's going to be, uh, this guy's going to be Giannis. But how many ADs and Giannis's are there in the NBA? Like, literally, it's just those two guys and, and like KD, right? Like, that, that's it. Two, three, four generational guys like that. Oh. Um, but this game tells me that he could be Rudy Gobert with yeah. a jump shot. Um, last, lastly, um, why does Ubre like, when four defenders are there, like he tries to drive into them. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh man, Jamil, I appreciate you. <laughs> Jamil is the best at calling because he's laughing whenever he's talking. It cracks me up. Yeah, and, and it's worth noting. If any of you can figure out how to activate Ubre's vision, you should be the head coach of the team because. <laughs> Uh, we've been hard on Steve Kerr this year and I think most of it's been fair, but one thing I'm not hard on him for is like, uh, you know, turning Kelly Oubre into something he isn't. Oubre, I think is a really good player. Uh, vision is not a skill I would, uh, (laughs) define as, uh, you know, one of his better ones. I, uh, I don't think they're saving that man, uh, from ever learning how to pass the ball, but you know, I think he was in a situation tonight where watch him, watch, watch him get ten assists versus Miami. <laughs> oh my god! If he gets ten assists ever in a game, I will, I will. I don't even know what I will do. Like that's just ridiculous that, that he'd do, ever do that. What do you think uh, Ubre's assist career high is? Oh my! It's I want to say like eight. Can you look it up? Is you have enough time I, to look I just it up? I just looked it up. So all right, your official guess is eight. It's got to be when he was in Phoenix. Well, let's obviously. see. Let's see if anyone in the chat gets it. Well, uh... oh, <laughs> it's got to be one. It's got to be Ru, one of those games. Ru, okay, should... so Rue got it, and I'm oh, positive. I'm positive she looked it up. So, no, I'm just kidding. It <laughs> is seven. It's officially seven for how many? That is Kelly Oubre's career assist high. She said, "I knew it because she looked it up in the third game." That's hilarious. She's light years ahead. She's light years ahead of us. Um, nice seven. How many? Can you look up the box score for the game? How many times did he shoot the ball? Because I feel like it was one of those super high usage games. Did he shoot it? Like I will, I will, times? I'll look it up. Let, let's get a <laughs> next caller is Luke. Let's get Luke up here while I pull this up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's it going, Luke? How you Luke, going, buddy? Up, man? There we go. We're good. A bit, more, a bit more positivity today, eh, boys? That's good, huh? Yeah, we needed this. We're, we needed to pick up the mood around this, these parts. That's it. That's it. I um, 
I just wanted to uh, touch base with you boys. Ever since um, that fucking Warriors scout came down here to the NBL, bloody Jessup's been absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, say... I, I oh, my God, I almost choked. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, um, he's been... Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I sent him to Sammy. Um, yeah, they're using him on the ball. So before, when you guys, I don't know if you, like the guys in this chat have been watching it, but they've been, he's been playing a lot off the ball like Clay Thompson. He's not, obviously not Clay Thompson. Right, right. He's, he's, he's been playing a Clay, ball, right? Duncan Robinson type of role. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so last night's game, they played their first game in uh, Wollongong, right? Their home ground. That's a really good ground. Um, yeah, he's playing on the ball, and he was absolutely fucking dog shit. He only scored like six points. But um, I wanted to ask you guys, tap into your brains a bit regarding tonight's game and going forward. Do you think <laughs> they've been they're kind of being told by the Joey Lightyears to how he's going to play going forward when he gets brought over? Ooh, I see. I don't think the I don't think that the Warriors are bringing over uh, Justin and Jessup to be a point. I, I, let me put this way: I hope they're not bringing him over to be a point guard. Yeah, I hope um, too. I'm wondering if that was um, a matchup based thing where they just wanted to see him in a different role, maybe. Okay, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. You know the NBL better than me. It it no, it doesn't seem like though that they insight. do that. So yeah. anyway, I just want to give you guys insight. But yeah, I just just because of tonight and the whole. You know, all these rotations are different, like one and that not playing. So right. I, like, like we said before, I I don't see how Pascal plays now. Like, when when's he playing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's there's no reason to like Juan Toscano Anderson deserves the minutes. Yeah. Uh, like like the only minutes he'd probably play is if if Looney or Wiseman get hurt. Like that's the only way he can play is as a small ball five, unless he figures out one how to defend, two how to pass the ball. He does neither of those things, and and I like he's Eric right. Pascal like in in that who he is, but yeah, he's not. It's not Steve Kerr's fault this time. But uh, all I want to say to too is that keep obviously we're obviously we're hitting some nerves over there, so keep the keep the good work up, boys, and everyone in the chat here. <laughs> keep the pressure on online because I reckon they're feeling it. So keep the good work up, boys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you as always, Luke. Uh, all right, I got that Kelly Oubre box score for you. So it's from January twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. Ubre seven assists, six rebounds, six for eighteen from the oh field, eighteen points. Again, is again is Russell Westbrook on? Nice. Who do you who do you play against? I'll give you one guess. <laughs> it's a Western Conference team who's not known for defense, but are always talked up as being better than they are. I'm gonna be mad if you don't get this. I want to say, I want to say Portland. That is correct. <laughs> wow! I was going to say Houston, but I said I didn't cheat. I didn't look. I didn't look at the chat. Wow! Just a big pause. Ooh, sweating. Sam got me under pressure tonight. Ooh, this must be how Steve Kerr feels when he's reading everyone's tweets on Twitter. <laughs> That's how he feels when they lob the questions he wants in the post game. <laughs> Let's get moving. Antonio, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, real quick, I want to say uh, I saw your tweet the other day. I also agree. Fuck Comcast. Couldn't watch the game. Can't do that um, I I did get to listen to the the all female uh, uh you know the game um broadcast. It was good. Clay was on for a sec. It was fun. Um, but so my question is, it was Cardi kind of already answered. But so you know, Steve is very vocal about his political opinions. We know he you know supports Black Lives Matter. 
he's a uh, stop Asian hate, even though he runs that all lives matter offense, but um, <laughs> he, he hasn't really shown that he really like fucks with the, you know, Latinos like that. Like, especially the way he did one tonight on the Latino month, bro. Like, um, I mean, what's up with that? That's just hella weird. Like he's definitely earned it. I mean, you already went over it, but yeah, I just kind of got mad, but yeah. So, I, uh, <laughs> yes, Sam, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't think uh, Steve's considering what Heritage Night he is with his rotations, but it is strange that Juan Scott is just out of the rotation for no apparent reason. Like, it, 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 one, it shouldn't take a specific Heritage Night for Juan to play. Like, Juan should just be playing every night because uh, this roster doesn't have enough players who are better than him for him not to play, right? Like, um, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, it could be Italian Heritage Night, Nico Manion still shouldn't play. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, at least at least not this year, maybe next year. Maybe, maybe it gets better next year. I mean, he's young. But anyway, um, I don't know, man. That was good. That was good. I like that one. Um, I, yeah, Antonio, I appreciate you. <laughs> Nico, Nico, I actually think Nico's going to be a good basketball player, but yeah, he didn't deserve the run. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about one discount. The, the, the two-way contract thing doesn't even work anymore because he's, he's going to be on the team. He's going to get a guaranteed contract at some point. So, you know, who knows what it's about, but uh, he should be playing. It's all we can say. Yeah. All right. We got, we got three callers left. We can get through Ooh, all of them. Cause we're can we get through everyone? Team. We're oh. going to get through everyone tonight. Nice. What's Hello, up, man? Yeah, we can hear you. Awesome. Uh, first thing I wanted to say was I'm glad to see both Steve Kerr and the 49ers changing their ways. Steve allowing uh, <laughs> more pick and rolls. 49ers going for it. So next that we know, uh, 49ers are going to draft Mac Jones and hey. going to be running off five screens. Cut the. <laughs> <laughs> I almost uh, dropped. Him. I mean, you got you got you got to you got to just lean into the joke at this point, right? Like you can't let people get you mad with the Mac Jones stuff, right, Andy? I look. I know I am going to let it get me mad because it fucking pisses me off <laughs> every time I hear Mac Jones's goddamn name, man. It's it just it makes me angry. So yeah, we have to believe in whatever smoke screen they're putting up. Um, I don't know if this is too out of the box because it was maybe more being talked about during the trade deadline but i do want to know what you guys thought would like how the warriors offseason plans change if the minnesota pick doesn't convey and how that might change their like overall plans Ooh, so we've kind of danced around it but like i don't think and by the way we, we appreciate you uh coming on uh andy i don't know I haven't wanted to put too much thought into it, but I feel like if it doesn't convey, they have to get a little more aggressive in the trade market, right? Not even that they have to. They, I mean, they have to either way, but like, yeah, yeah. It it would be uh, it would be just what do you even call? It, it would be disastrous to me if they're holding on to that pick this off season if it conveys. It just there's too many unknowns. And you gotta leverage the unknowns uh, by trading that thing. I, I, don't, I don't even care. Trade, trade it for um... Sam. Help me out here. It's just the, the mediocre. Like I don't even care who they trade it for. But you just can't. You can't wait. It just. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You gotta flip that thing for something. Get Pascal Siakam. Like I'm not even asking for a superstar. Like Siakam's not even a star. So he's like the definition of a slightly like above average basketball player. Yeah, 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 you'd be a little rough now. Yeah, I am. I, I am. But like, get get me that guy, right? You just you can't hold on to him anymore. Like, we're, we're watching this with Wiseman this year at 19 years old. Like, I don't know, man. Unless you're telling me Kate Cunningham's happening, or, or sorry, excuse me. Like, I don't know. Like, two years from now, what are what are the names? Bates, Chet, Chet, Nimoni. Like, those are the guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
All right. What up, what up? What up, my voice? Saeed, what is up, my man? How you uh, doing? What up? Question uh, from me to you guys. How are we filling out these last two roster spots? Are they going to buy out anybody? Are they going to buy anybody? Are they going to just give it to GTA, JTA and uh, Nico? Or what's the, what's the situation, what do you think? It's a good question. All right, so who are we betting on on the buyout market? I feel like the only name who matters is Otto Porter, right? Right. Is that right? Avery Bradley, maybe. Yeah. I feel like I'm more interested in that. So I'd rather have Otto Porter for the simple fact um, he uh, he's only 27 and his next contract will not be a max contract. So um, if, if the Warriors buy him out or, or they get him in the buyout market, they use a disabled player exception or something like that, they might actually be able to retain him. And, you know, Otto Porter is your backup power forward is pretty nice, right? Yeah, like, but Orlando closed with Otto Porter tonight. So I feel like they're just going to keep him. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're still – we'll see. So I don't know. The, the other options are they could just convert JTA. They could convert Nico and use their um, two-way spots on another prospect, like maybe the next JTA or something like that. Like these are options. I I just don't expect like outside of maybe auto Porter. I don't expect anything. No, Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I I would actually, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think they, I don't think, I don't think that relationship worked out that great because not because of the warriors, because it's boogie. Um, yeah. But they should use the disabled player exception, I feel like. That's something that they should leverage. Excited. Oh. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, they should. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'm, I'm waiting to see how it plays out before I make comments. Yep. Let's, let's get to last caller of the night. Juwan, what's up, man? Howdy, fellas. How's it going? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, first things first, I wanted to say, mention this last time, but I really want to give you guys your flowers for what you guys are doing. Uh, from a pure podcast per- standpoint, you guys are light years above. Like I don't, I know a lot of the listeners don't really realize that because they're they're not in the space. But coming from somebody who does podcasting, what you guys are doing with locker room and giving the fans a chance to be heard, like kudos to you guys because it's it's amazing, honestly. Um, that. Definitely. But my my question is, uh, just looking ahead, going in the rabbit hole, you know, hypothetically, if the Warriors were to win a championship, you know, a year, two years from now. Would that championship be sweeter than the 2015 championship after all we've been through? Thanks. I've thought about, I've thought about that one. I appreciate, by the way, I appreciate the kind of words, Sean. Andy, if the Warriors win a title in, let's not even say 2022, let's say 2024, Steph Curry is 35 years old, 36 years old almost. He's got gray hairs. He's starting to look like me. Except like you know, five percent body fat. I'm like me. So, um, would would that feel sweeter than the first one for you? I well, first of all, we're gonna take Jawan's comments and post them on Twitter. Obviously, That's, we need to do that. Um, second of all, I I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to the sixteen seventeen championship because that team was the greatest team of all time. And I, I don't know if I can just say that 2014-15 was more fun than that one. So I'll say that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it might be at the top for me, though. Because like, you saw the way that this team is kind of falling apart, at least like a little bit. And then, honestly, if I'm Steve Kerr, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, 
this may be the greatest light years moment of all time. If you told me that this team lost KD, then got James Wiseman and used the Minnesota pick and traded it and won a championship. Oh my, like there's no, Oh my God. There's no comp. That's perfect. But like, I feel like we need to talk to a Laker fan about it because like, um, do they value the dominance of the first three P or the emotion of Kobe winning title after Shaq left and they were kind of in the abyss and disgusting for three years there. Then they get back to the top. I almost feel like that, that, that probably means more like, I I don't know from a Steph career arc. If he gets number four and beyond that, I do think it matters more, but I don't know from a pure Warriors fan standpoint, it's very hard to, uh, to top the feeling of like when they won their first title and you're like, Oh, they're really going to do it. Like this is really happening. And then it's also very hard to top like the 16, 17. You're like, I think that's the best team I've ever seen of all time. I didn't like, it, it's just like, we're, we're going to be old men watching, you know, the Detroit Pistons win a title in 2050 and be like, they're not better than the 2016, 17 Warriors. You know, like we're going to be like those old guys. So like, it's, it's hard to say, I don't know. You have to see, but like, that's kind of the fun of it. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's, that's when Steph said that uh, he has nothing left to accomplish in his career, but he still has some, like he had that one great quote, which I think, you know, Steph's boring as hell when he talks, but that great quote, quote about like, he still can prove things. Um, like, I think that's part of it. You know, Kobe won two more um, after that. He, had he said, I have nothing to prove, but I have things I want to accomplish. It's incredible. I, I, I messed it up, but that's an incredible quote. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's an incredible quote. And you kind of understand where he's coming from. He, he doesn't have anything left to prove. There isn't. Um, and if he does that, I think it, it's, it's the story there is great because, I mean, let's just kind of say it for what it is. He's not running away from a franchise. He's not running away from any players. He's staying here. He's going to sign another long contract. He's going to watch James Wiseman grow up, right? He's going to go down the ship with Draymond and Clay. That's who he is. And if he wins a title like that, I just I don't think there's any other player ever in existence that's going to be like that again. I, just, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not flipping from Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland to L.A., <laughs> buying off media members. You know, like, it, it's all it's all authentic. So, you know, that's that's all I'm gonna say. We should end it there. I'm the mood, the the vibes are weak tonight. So that was great. That's good stuff. All right, hey, we, we appreciate you all. We'll be back after the Miami game, and it won't even be late at night. <laughs> <laughs>